When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna Hi Andrew And hey everybody else and welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary Stories to, to Tell on the Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, scary things you tell us about, ghosts that your mom thinks she saw that she tells you about while she's folding laundry, and then you ask her <laughs> follow-up questions and she gets mean at you and is like, you you need to get those boxes out of the basement. And you're like, can we circle back to the ghost thing? And she just like is shut down. She doesn't want to talk about it. Um, it's about that. Yeah, this is this is a show about mad shutdown moms and boxes and basements. Um, and yeah, it's a comedy podcast about scary things. Anna and I are two people who do not like being scared, so sometimes we get a little chatty. Where it's a chatty podcast by two people who call themselves comedians that like other more talented comedians would get mad hearing us call <laughs> ourselves that. Um, so if you're looking for like a well-researched sort of last podcast thing, that's that's um. That's for straight men, and we can't do it. So be my guest to look it up. Research is canonically queer, and yeah, that's just how it is. <laughs> we can't. Oh, no, um, no. Sorry, research is the – what am I even saying? Let, let's just skip ahead. Being straight is queer. That's <laughs> it, yes. It's very queer. As Anna um, once said, there's nothing gayer than being alive, which I think is very funny. <laughs> no. Uh, enough. Oh, my God. Andrew, I think we have a ghost in the house. Do you hear that? I hear two ghosts who are oh. our two special guests today. We're so very lucky. I know both of these absolute ghouls from stand-up <laughs> comedy where we um, went into caves during the daytime and told jokes to our beers and... <laughs> Um, they're both very wonderful and they have, uh, an amazing podcast out from irony point that is out right now, right now, download it. It's called ruined. It's a, it's a horror movie podcast for people who love horror and people who hate horror. Uh, I certainly can't wait to listen to it. These are two of the funniest people. It's Hallie Kiefer and Allison Levy. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. Oh, Hallie spoke spec- second. Allison spoke first. Oh, yes. good, good <laughs> clarification. <laughs> really good. I, um, I was about to say that um, from talking to the two of you prior to recording this podcast, you do have very good singular podcast voice. So I can tell the difference between the two. Wow, that's so nice because one of the first things that someone said to me when I started doing comedy was this I told this guy, I was like, Oh, I, I'm doing stand up. And he goes, Oh, that makes sense. You have a super annoying voice. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. that is that's how I feel about my voice too. Like, it actually oh. sounds fine in my head, and that I hear it recorded. I was like, Oh my God, how is anyone talking <laughs> to I, me? I, well, that, that person deserves to be in jail at the bottom of the sea. Oh, I agree. Um, <laughs> I will say I one time 
I, I had a phone call with a BBC producer who was like, I, I had done a show with a friend of mine. She was like, I'm so excited at the concept of like building a podcast for the two of you. And then we got on the phone with her and truly what she said to me and Andrew Butler was, I mean, the first thing I have to say is the two of you have very boring voices. So oh we're going to have God. to, she was like, is there an accent that each of you could play up? And I was like, oh, oh no. I have to say, as soon as you said BBC producer, my eyes rolled off my body onto the <laughs> ground. They're covered in lint. <laughs> well, just- we're so thrilled to have the two of you on the podcast today. Um, as, as fellow appreciators of all things spooky and scary, uh, it's a dream to talk to like-minded people. I mean, I am a huge fan of your guys' podcast, obviously, um, because, you know, you just really get into it. Um, I... <laughs> I, I don't I, like. I think similar to you guys. I don't believe necessarily in ghosts or or, or, the, or the occult, but I do need to hear every detail about it just in case I need to know about it. I think it's helpful. <laughs> I feel yeah. I feel like uh, the supernatural is all about pre- like preparation. Like I mm. need to, like if I know what to expect, it's you know there should be like that book like what to expect when you're being haunted. Um, <laughs> And I feel like that's a manual that we could all uh, pretend we read and then be haunted because I assume that no one reads those books. But I guess if you were going to have a kid, you would. Um, I was like, I used to want to be the one person who doesn't know about ghosts. Like if someone was having experience and it's like, oh, yeah, that's a ghost. You're like, I don't know what I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> that's amazing. So then this is one of the things that Andrew and I have talked about. The, the thrill of someone who isn't quite into ghosts having a ghost story is like our favorite mm. thing. It's mm. huge. Because um, it just it has more weight to it, you know. Yeah, I, that's, we were just talking about um, we were just talking about Ayan, who again frequent oh, uh, yeah. a frequent mm-hmm. subject on the pod, sister of the pod, um, and we were saying that like part of what makes uh, a special ghost story is someone trustworthy telling it, which which both both of our guests today are trustworthy people, um, and as skeptics, we're super excited to hear. Uh, if anything spooky has ever happened to either of you. Yeah. I mean, this spooky stuff is happening to me every day, but I only have like one like real, like ghosty story. So <laughs> Everything is scary. There's, there's this thing called COVID. <laughs> wow. You can't, you can't see it, but it's real. <laughs> if only we knew when we started this podcast, what we were about to be thrust into. I really can't believe it. But yeah, you're right. It's so much more fun to focus on um, the less huge existential frightening things and instead look to our pasts. So Allison, do you want to start us off with what is your ghost story? Sure. It's like uh, less ghost and more of a uh, haunting, I guess, uh, by like an object being haunted. So like uh, when I was in you know, maybe seventh or eighth grade, my mom took me and two of my friends to go see the Dave Matthews band and concert in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's it. That's the scary story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, You know, whatever. I was in middle school. I'll let it, I'll let it slide for myself. Um, So we, um, you know, we stayed overnight and the next day uh, we uh, were at this like restaurant, just like some like random, like family restaurant just around, uh, around the area and there was one of those, you know, the claw game that's at arcades where it's like kind of oh, like yeah. a like a bin full of crap and you try and pick one with the little metal claw that comes down. So it had one of those and uh, everything in it made sense. Like everything was like a little like 
stuffed duck and like a little stuffed fish and like a little doll or what, like everything was very like cute and like for like children, like who were very young mm-hmm. and then s- resting atop of all of those things was a, I guess like two and a half to three foot tall, uh, terrifying jester doll that was all oh. silver and purple and had like a terrifying dead child's face. Oh, <laughs> That's quite tall. Yeah, it was what huge. The- it was like so much bigger than everything. It, it looked like it didn't belong in there, which was already oh. like the first. Like it was just like, you know, it was like a stuffed doll, but then it had those like super tiny uh, plastic hands that looked like she was, it looked like the Kristen Wiig character from yes. like, that she used yes. to do with the um, the singing sisters. So it was like, but then it had this like little head and it was like, the colors were all off. And it was like, this just doesn't look like it came from here. Um and we had like watched somebody go play it and lose. Um, and there was no much. So we were like, we have to go like, see if we can get something out of this. And we were just kind of joking around me and my friend, like playing with the claw like thing, but we hadn't put any money in and it said like $0. There's no money in here. Like you're not playing. Uh, and then I was like, Oh, let me push the button and see what happens. And it went down and it got the doll. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> like, wh- and I was like, oh, well, there's no, and we were like, oh my God, that's so weird. But like, maybe you can play around with it, but like, it doesn't actually give it to you unless you've put money in, but we didn't put any money in. And then I like kept playing and it like dropped it into the, it barely fit like into the shoot. And then oh. like, we just like, and then it like lit up and it was like, Da-da! like we won. And I was like, this is terrifying. <laughs> um, Everything about it was so scary. We were just like, I don't want it. Like my friend and I were like, I don't want to keep it. You have to keep it. No, I don't want to keep it. You have to keep it. And we were like, okay, it just has to stay at each other's house, like alternating weeks. Um, And then one day it was under my bed and uh, the head had fallen off and the inside was just hair. (laughs) What do you mean hair? Yeah, describe hair. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't like human hair, but I I can't say that for sure. Um, I can't say that. I didn't test it. I don't have a DNA lab in my parents' basement. And so, but like the head had fallen off and it was like, cause I was like, Oh, I have to give this back to Siobhan. Like it Joyce. Cause we named her Joyce. Um, Oh God. And we're like, Joyce, I was like, Joyce has to go stay at her place now. Um, but the head, and it was like, it looked like matted like hair and fur instead of like, you know, stuffed animal stuffing. It was like really like gray and weird. (laughs) Um, And then uh, I was like, Siobhan, it's your week. And then I think I never took her back. I don't fully remember what happened to Joyce, but I know she's like no longer with us. Um, But it was really scary. It was scarier than going to a Dave Matthews concert. Um. (laughs) Okay. A couple things jump out to me about this. Okay. Um, One is there was a thing that was happening in the 90s and early 2000s where like dark jesters were big. Do you Mm -hmm. like? Yes. 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 The, uh, what it was? It, is there some source to that? Like, was there a band who's? I, I just um, don't know why that was a jester moment. Was it I, insane clown posse? Because I do, at least um, where I was in a more rural area, I do feel like they had more of a, a presence. I remember kids wearing the shirt, but even that—that's so specific. Right. Yeah. So, but certainly, certainly that it does feel of the oeuvre of that for sure, Howie. Like that was my first thought as well. That it was a it was a clown moment. The economy was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, everything felt like royalty. They were like dance for me, just like you know to like poor people. Yeah, like that oh. vibe um, was, and that was before or after the Dave Matthews. 
it was after. Got it. So just kind so of you like, were you were riding high. Yes. Yeah. We were like, oh, <laughs> we just we just went to a concert. Like I smoked pot for the first time. Like you know something like that. And then like this creepy doll comes home with us, and I was like, well, nothing nothing lasts forever. <laughs> what what was the so so you said the head had fallen off? Yeah. It was def- it was very poorly made. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know that should be shocking. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say it reminds me of that Dave Matthews song. Doll has head full of gray. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not remember that song? No. <laughs> My reaction is that I find it. I think it's worse if it isn't human hair because that implies that it's animal hair. And oh, that God. opens the door to so many other questions. And the fact that it was gray, I just imagine it's sort of like, who is the doll maker who's like, oh, I, I read it as nothing, but I do have this old dog that I can keep. <laughs> and, and it's like a perfect source for my disgusting uh, jester dolls. And then someone's like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll buy a couple of these. <laughs> oh. Oh. It was so, it was, she was just like resting on top of all of the other toys in that like game oh. in a way where you were like, this definitely got put in here as an afterthought somehow. I, like God knows by whom, definitely not whoever like built the machine. Like, oh, oh, I think about it a lot. Inherently, I do think claw machines are scary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the claw, which is the, the appendage of the beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's got this idea that, like, you know, we're all just a pile of bodies and Satan is going to snatch us up. Mm-hmm. Or if he can hold on to us, our little buttery bodies, he can't, he can't hold it. Have you all seen the video of a kid being removed from a claw machine? Like a toddler being removed from a, from a claw machine. Oh, my God. And, and then... <laughs> And then they get the kid out and then the camera zooms up and you hear a voice go, okay, that's one down. And there is a baby inside, no. No. Like, no. baby inside, which like, I don't know. I, listen, bad things can happen when you're a parent all the time. When you look away for a second, that would take a while of you looking <laughs> away for two of your babies to get inside no. a clock. <laughs> that's quite a lot. That's quite a lot. <laughs> They're just lucky um, that nobody won one of them in the meantime, because legally, if you win that baby, that you're allowed to take it home. Oh, yeah. Uh, arcade yeah. rules. Oh, yeah, you'd have, take it up. you'd have to take it up. You'd have to take it up. baby. It's just claw law. Oh, my God. I've been practicing claw law in three states for the past 17 years. <laughs> I do maritime uh, claw law. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> for cruise ships. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well, was there any like haunting activity that occurred um w- w- during your time with joyce was that jo- the name of the yes, joyce was, was um, the perfect name? i i d- there wasn't anything specific but like i felt uneasy ever like at all times when she was in the house like anytime right. she was like in my room or like in my you know keeping i was just like i know she's here like, I feel like she's looking at me and plotting oh. or like, do, like it felt very, like you were aware of her presence if she was in your presence. Yeah. Well, Allison, my question is, well, I guess it's twofold is why did you feel compelled to take it home? And then why did neither of you feel like we could just throw her away? <laughs> we paid no money for her. <laughs> I know. I know. She's literal garbage. Um, I, uh, 
we like, well, we thought it was funny at first. Like when we won her, we were like, this is just too weird. <laughs> and then like, then we were like, now we just have this. But like, then we felt like compelled, like because she was so scary and the Hulk's like the circumstance was so eerie. We felt like we can't just throw it away. Like it'll show back up in one of our houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very scary. Um, Hallie, you also have a sort of a dark sided um, haunting story. Yes. Um, so I do not believe in ghosts. However, I will say if I did, this would be sort of, okay, well then ghosts are real. This was my experience. Um, so uh this is I. This is me. When me and my boyfriend Dave Schilling, he's great. Look him up on Twitter. Uh, he's fabulous. He um, we were dating long distance, so I was living in New York and he was living in LA, and he was house sitting um, in Los Feliz, right? Los Feliz. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to say Feliz, Los Feliz. And so I, know. Um, I think it's pronounced Los Firm. Firm. Uh, so he was house sitting at what I would describe as like in my mind where the Manson murders happened, like a Spanish style, like a uh, mansion in Hollywood, oh. which is just not something that like I, I'm from Ohio. You know, I spent a dec- more than a decade in New York. You just don't see that kind of place where it's like a freestanding giant house with like ground level windows in a beautiful neighborhood I just feel like you're asking for trouble. So oh, that yeah. might inform what my, my experience is having that in the back of my mind. Like this, this seems uh, too good to be true. So I, uh, I was visiting her friends, but I slept over and this is actually, uh, just to add some color. This is the first time Dave and I slept together ever. So maybe I was Ooh. also like you know, anxious or that kind of thing. So we go to sleep and I have, I've never experienced this before. I have what I would describe as night terrors. So these are not simply nightmares. I am viscerally terrified in my dreams and I am having, I'm dreaming. I don't know if it was lucid dreaming or what you would call it. Cause I, I, I'm not sure, but I was in the room we were sleeping in, which was like a guest room in the dream and it's pitch dark. And it's like in the dream, I could see the door. And I was aware that in the hallway, there was a lady that in my mind, I was referred to as the lady in the hallway. And I was so terrified that she was going to come into the room. So in the dream, it's pitch dark. I I, go to, I start to stand up to be like, well, we have to get out of here. And in my attempt to stand up, I felt hands and faces <gasps> as if they were hovering right over the bed, touch my body. Like my body ran into hands and faces, multiple oh. faces, as if they were people were standing right over the bed. So then I, I lay back down. Again, I don't think I actually went anywhere, but in my mind, I did. <laughs> and so then I was... And I was still trapped in this room and I'm, I started screaming. And again, I think it's just a dream. And I'm very concerned about a lot of different things. I'm concerned there's someone under the bed. I'm, I, you know, so basically eventually I wake up and in doing so, I turn on the light and I wake up Dave, who again, we've not been dating this long and we had just left together the first time. So I don't know how he's going to take it. And I, I, I also have never experienced, um, like once I wake up, I was still very afraid which I had never mm-hmm. had before. And so Dave was turned away from me. And I was like, could you not roll over when he wa- we woke up? Because I was concerned that when he t- turned towards me, he would not have a face. Oh. I don't know why. What? I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I, I, Howie, I feel you completely. I've had, this, I've had this experience before of like, can you just roll over so I can see that you're not some horrible entity? See, I was doing the opposite. I was like, don't turn around. Because I was oh, so don't. concerned. That if you do turn around, you will not have a face. But he's talking and he's like laughing and he's like, okay, sure, no problem. <laughs> and, um, 
So finally, I was also, I needed to go to the bathroom, but I was concerned, again, while awake, that someone was under the bed and was going to grab my legs, you know, when I stood up. Eventually, I go to the bathroom, I come back to sleep. But I'll tell you, even as I fell asleep, I wasn't concerned it was like a real ghost or the ghosts were going to hurt us. It was like, I was concerned, is my brain picking up on something? Like, did I hear a sound of someone in the house? And my brain is trying to like warn me, like, is there an actual, or am I smelling carbon dioxide? Or like, is my brain (laughs) processing danger in a way that my brain's like, I don't know, a lady in the hallway or something, I wake her up, you know? And so that was my concern. As someone with a lot of anxiety, I did what I always do when I'm anxious before bed, which is I force myself to go to sleep. And I'm like, well, if I die, that's, that's just what's going to happen. Anywho, it, uh, we wake up, everything's fine. David and I, I actually moved to LA, so David and I are still together. We live in Koreatown now, no ghosts here. But, um, <laughs> but so after I went back to New York and you know we kept dating long distance for the rest of the summer or rest of the year, Dave, after he's done house sitting, he went to sign the guest book because we didn't, he was like, oh, I have to do that for saying. He goes, all the entries are about the female ghost in the hallway. <gasps> oh. Not everyone, probably, but multiple people who stayed there was like, there's a female ghost in your home. And we uh, say hi to her, haha, like very like lighthearted. And I was like, that's crazy. Again, I'm not someone who p- experiences these things. So that was very odd. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Yeah, right? That is so scary. It's, oh. that's, that's really scary. And I also will say that um, I love that we all gasped when you said we went to sign the guest book. Like, that would have been <laughs> scary. <laughs> I was we knew it was coming. Oh. It wasn't going to be like, and it was, you know, there was a little caterpillar in the guest book and it was scary. We knew what it was. Also, it's it's one thing to have like a spooky, like ghost type interaction or experience or like feeling or something like that. And it's another to have it just like confirmed by multiple people after the fact. Right. That feels so much scarier. That's the thing. I, I think like and having having like a tangible proof of that is super scary too like not just having someone say to you like oh i know i felt that too but instead like looking at a like like pen on paper proof that other people experienced this without knowing you at all is super scary yeah and just to confirm like this wasn't something like oh you know dave mentioned it or the owner mentioned it or like i had read anything about it like i this i, I was not coming into it with the idea that maybe there was some haunting, which I do, I do think could sort of like color your interpretation of things. I was walking in being like, great, I'm going to have sex with this guy for the first time. We're going to go to the pool. <laughs> and then, and I do think like part of the reason like that I really like Dave is that like I explained to him when I woke up why I was so upset. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Like it was just very nice about it. Aww. <laughs> Versus I would be that like, is- oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh no, I was just gonna say that's an that's a way you know if a guy's a good guy is if you tell him your ghost fear and he he rolls with it. Yeah. Right. Agreed. And also, um, for early on in a relationship, what a cool idea to to go spend the night at a nice place, you know? Like I feel like that's also um that's also keeper material, you know? Oh yeah. It was yeah, we we got pizza. I mean it's like this is how <laughs> I think I can't remember Andrew. You had some metaphor about like living in LA and seeing other people's wealth, and then suddenly being like, "I need to be a millionaire or something." <laughs> that, that was that experience where it's like, "I must become a monster so I can live like this." <laughs> it's, so, yeah, so it's, the most, it's the most toxic takeaway to have, but yeah, it is. <laughs> I think for me, it's for me, it's like when I see people with cool shoes, I'm like, now mm-hmm. I must be the one who has cool shoes. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely relate to that. I see, I see one hip teen, and I think I want that to be my child. <laughs> what do I have to do to get my teen and diamonds and furs? <laughs> I will also say, okay, so this. This this topic is fresh in my mind, like dreams that then lead to something where you're like, oh, wait, what of that was a dream and what of that um, is like a universal experience? I've now had three different nights where I have a very visceral, frightening zombie dream. Ooh. And then the next morning, I will wake up, and this has now been three times, to our like uh, building's tenant Facebook group. And each time I've had one of these nightmares, there's been a thing the next morning. Someone's been like, hey, so someone broke into our building last night and oh, um, I find what? I found them like stalking around. And I don't – there's no like – there's no like um, um, sinew between the two that I'm like, oh, like there's connective tissue. Someone like – but it's just a weird pattern that I'm now establishing in my brain. And it does make me think like – was there like a knock at our door? Did someone, yeah. did I like hear movement around the building? Yeah, it's very strange. I guess my takeaway from that story is what do you get up and check your building's Facebook every day? And then also, how many, how, how, how many people are breaking into the building? That's, cons- that's uh, even more concerning. Oh, Three times many. a lot. This oh, is boy. an ongoing, this is an ongoing thing. I, I, I live in a big, big building in Los Feliz. Oh, now I, I never know how to I say know. it either. Howie sorry, I'm so sorry. I lived here for three years. Los Feliz, I'm just going to say that because that's what people have said to me when I've said it other ways. It's um, pronounced Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, when we moved in, it's a very nice building. It, like We like it a lot. But the one thing I thought is I was like, this place has too many entrances and exits. Like oh, just, oh. there are way too many doors. I mean, beyond the, beyond the, the requirements of fire safety, I'm like, I just don't know about this. Um, I have also, as I've mentioned the pod before, I have accidentally let in someone who was in a security guard outfit who then <laughs> um, stole a bunch of clothes from the, oh. from the laundry room. <laughs> oh my no. God. <laughs> Um, and I didn't let him in. I was letting in a pizza guy and then a man in a security outfit came in with the pizza guy. And I was like, we do have a security guard. So I'm sure this is that person. And then the next day in the Facebook group, which yes, I do check almost every day, Hallie, because (laughs) there is just, I mean, it really is a great place to just find drama. Like where it's like someone is annoyed at someone else for the way they use the trash chute. And another person like, um, doesn't like how loud someone whistles, but Um, I had this weird feeling when the security guard came in, he just like looked like he was like 
plotting. Like there was something where he was like delighted that he was being let in. And I came back with my books of the apartment. Um, and I was like, I just had this weird feeling, but there was also nothing I could do. Like right, I could like fight him or something. No, no. And, um, and then the next day there was a, a security picture in the Facebook group that was like, hi, here's a, and it was, it was the man in the security guard outfit just piled high with clothes, like no. big, big winter coats and things. Um, I mean, beyond the point that it was like, I forget, I forget what season it was, but it was like beyond the point where I was like, oh gosh, this person's probably cold at night. I feel like it was a warm time of year because that, that struck in my head as like, that's so weird to just take a bunch of clothes during a warm time of year. Were, are you afraid that people know. find out it was you that let him in? That would no, be my fear. I, I mean, yeah, I, I was for a while, but then that sort of stuff just happened so often, like people just getting into the building and taking things um, that I finally was like, you know, I think this is a problem with the building security and not my like one isolated incident. Although I have bared the guilt of that for a long time. <laughs> um, I, I have to really- say as, okay. as the victim of a laundry related crime, um, it's, I, I don't find this story funny. Um, <laughs> someone did, wow, this is really fucking hard to talk about. Um, someone did steal my modest Yahoo concert t-shirt from my <laughs> Laundry room. Uh, it does feel good to talk about it openly, but I'm still. I would like it back. I know that's not going to happen. I mean, what, um, what would you do if, like, one day, like, you had a message that was like, "Send me your address. I have what you're looking for," and like, it came in the mail. I would come. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Next question. <laughs> it's very. I mean, so, so Allison, you're in New York. Um, Hallie, you're in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the, what are the, like, what are the creepy trappings of each of your neighborhoods? I don't know. I, I live near the Barclays Center. Um, oh, <laughs> Andrew lived there. I did. Sort of. I did. I'm on it. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say my address, but I'm in that general area. You live on the green roof, right? Yes. Yeah. No, I live Congrats. in the I live in the uh, the office where you can get your TSA pre check done. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's in the back of Barclays. Beyond jealous. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anything like particularly spooky though across the street from. Well, no, I don't want to give that as a landmark. Um, yeah, don't, don't, don't. Sorry, I should, I should be like, tell us something scary about your apartment number. <laughs> you know, we just we just moved in at the, at the beginning of the month and. Uh, I think we, uh, the, the, I feel like we live in a neighborhood, like we live pretty close to like a, not, not a full target. Disappointingly, it's one of those CVS, like a city targets, which are, oh, I don't know oh, they're yeah. More. yeah, they're more than a CVS, but they're not the full target you want when you walk in. So, yeah. but I will say we live right near a bowling alley and there is something about a darkened, vacant bowling alley during the quarantine that I, I think this is prime horror movie real estate. Like if someone's oh, in sure. there, or if they're ghost bowling, you know, there's something about it where it's like it either has to be filled with people or or, or just doesn't exist. In between is too scary. Yeah, agree. I know. Abandoned anything is scary, but an abandoned place where people are supposed to have fun very mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, yeah. And especially one that's that's literally filled with blunt objects. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. All the potential weaponry. Yes. So, uh, as we mentioned to you guys before, uh, on this podcast, we have a segment called, and Anna, God help us both again, 
Uh, we're gonna try it in unison. It's called Scary, Scary Advice for, for Things That, that did, did Happen. We're gonna get better at it. It's a new segment. Andrew, you keep trying to catch up with me, but it's never going to happen. I know. This is the other thing about podcasts, everybody, in, in pandemic era, is that Anna and Anna and Allison and Hallie and I cannot be in the same place, and there is a natural lag. So <laughs> having any sort of conversation, it's a miracle that we don't all just sound like Martians trying to mimic each other. It's true. It's, it's true. Just- no. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. But we, gonna we thought it might be fun to read uh, a gentle listener's um, a search for advice. And Hallie and Allison, if you could, if you could uh, um, chime in with what some good advice could be for this poor, unfortunate person. Uh, we'd love to. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Anna, I've got one popped up. Let's do it. Great. Uh, so the subject line, super simple. I need ghosty ghouly advice, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am? During quarantine, I have been staying in my sister's apartment in San Francisco and letting people who need places to crash stay at my place in Oakland. My digs have a long history, and it was a theater in 1920 that was converted into an apartment. That's scary. That is very scary. That's ghost. That's ghost. My friend who recently stayed there said, uh, dot, 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 it was haunted. I know there are ghosts, but have never had anyone say the exact things that I've also witnessed. There's a spirit cat that will jump off my bed or sometimes be curled up there or on the couch, but the thing that scared her was being awoken at 4 a.m. to the front doorknob rapidly being twisted like someone was trying to get in. (gasps) That's awful. When I lived on the bottom floor, it happened multiple times day and night, but when I opened the door, there wouldn't be anyone there. Since I've moved upstairs, it has only happened three or four times. I love my spirit cat, and the doorknob ghost feels like it's just a lost soul searching for something, but with no violent intent. She hates cats and has cleansed my space in many different ways and has a lot of negative energy towards the spirits and the building in general. When I came back, I could feel my apartment was upset and needed some loving. I also couldn't sense my ghost cat. I want to try to figure out how to summon it back, but I'm worried... I'll accidentally summon some other evil and possibly violent spirit. Should I just let it be even though I miss my ghost pet a lot? Or should I try to find a way to get it back? I'm also kind of mad at my friend for causing energetic damage to my apartment that I'm very much attached and bonded to, but I don't know if there's any point in addressing it since she's moved out. I bought my apartment flowers and that made her feel more neutral. If anyone would like to send get well soon cards, that would be nice. Help Hannah. Wow. Hannah. I mean, Um, a ghost cat sounds amazing because I keep wanting to get a real cat, but I don't want to have a litter box in my apartment. So (laughs) I would happily take a ghost cat um, unless it takes ghost shits. And then I guess (laughs) same boat that I was in before. Just Um, floating birds. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) maybe she could put out like a little saucer of milk for it. oh like put out a little or or like buy a cat toy and just kind of like leave it in a corner and it'll eventually like see that as kind of a welcome like please come home Mm. i miss you tender i know Um, i love cats i think that's so sweet i think you know just i think the number one thing is do not try to summon it back i feel like that is just (laughs) yeah yeah you're gonna get a demon like you just it just is not worth it 
to, to try <laughs> to open the door to hell or wherever cats go. I know heaven or something. Wow. I don't know what cats, you know, I don't know cats to me. I'm not a fan, but I obviously don't want them to be in hell forever. I just feel like <laughs> trying to cross to open, pull back the veil between worlds to get the cat back. I think you should get a real cat. And then potentially the, that cat's energy will will attract the spirit cat back because it'll sort of no, see she, that a cat's welcome. She's trapped. She's she's staying other places. Oh, I don't think okay. she can have a cat right now. I, I just I don't I don't know. Um, I feel like something that maybe what does the group think about this? Like, I think something to keep in mind is like cats kind of go off on their own for a little bit sometimes and then they come back like months later like there was a cat in my neighborhood named sneaky um who's like a little orange tabby who anytime i saw him he would run up and roll around i'd have to pet his belly and i'd be running so late but i have to have to pet his belly because it was there and then he was gone for nine months and the reason i knew his name was sneaky was because of the missing posters it said please let me know if you see sneaky nine months later sneaky comes back like nothing happened he's like five pounds later and everything was fine (laughs) Oh my like, god! Yes. I went away for a minute. Like, don't yes. ask questions. Sneaky went to Club Med and just like, <laughs> like got a new diet down. Like, he he out of my yeah, he's like, I didn't post it on Instagram because I didn't want anyone to bother me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Um, so maybe, maybe you just need to think of it as like a normal cat, and he's off sort of exploring the the the, the vestral plane. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Astral. The astral. Yeah. Astral. No, I, I vestral. That's vestral. What does vestral mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It means something. But <laughs> Vestral, Vestral ever, Virgin is a thing. Everyone try to guess what it means. Okay, I'm looking up the definition. Um, no. Allison, Allison, what's your guess? Um, I guess maybe it's like where uh, douchebags and vests go after they die. Ooh. The Vestral plane. <laughs> if you've ever been to like uh, Marquee, I think you go there um, when you die. <laughs> sure, sure. And Hallie? You know, I'm gonna. I, I'm assuming it's going to be. Uh, it's connected to the word like vestment, like a priest's vestment. So, oh. um, yeah, something to do with a, a religious ceremony, perhaps, or, or outfit. That's great, um, Anna. Do you want to give another guess, or should I reveal? Um, I, I think it means something with clothes. Okay, uh, Hallie. It is a room used for church meetings and classes. <gasps> Yay! Wow. Oh. Hallie gets to be in charge now. I, it's her podcast now. I hate I hate to break it to you. You now have two That's podcasts. Fair. That's you the know, rule. But I definitely think, I do agree. I think the spirit cat has gone to the Vestal realm to go to some sort of weight loss clinic and will return. <laughs> so yeah, keep an open mind. That That's my, that's my advice. Yeah. I think that's a very healthy approach. What do we think about um, her her mentioning to her friend that that she put negative energy into her apartment? Do you think she should just drop it, or do you think that's something she should express? I, it depends on if the friend is uh, cool. Very good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great point. That could end a friendship, depending on how that... Like, I don't know. If somebody was like, you changed the energy of my apartment when you stayed there while you were in town for a conference, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but if so she's someone fun. who believes in energies much more, then she should bring it up. Yeah. I think that you're just mad at your friend and that's what's going on in your apartment. But it seems like both of you, because the friend tried to purge the ghost cat, oh, it sounds like. Right. So it seems like you both uh, believe in energies 
And if so, yeah, I say confront her about it. I say yeah. just like make just like have her explain herself because she knows that if she knew that you liked the cat, if not, then that's kind of out of your hands. Oh, I agree that I think it's rude to smudge somebody's apartment without their permission, especially when you're crashing there. I also think that this is like a manifestation of feeling um, burnt out emotionally from lending stuff to people. Mm. Like I love the idea of being someone who just gives shit to people and lets people crash whenever, but you have to know your limits and you have to know what is likely to piss you off um, before you go extending yourself so it could be it could be part of that but i also think that you you have a rude friend who needs to not yeah um cleanse stuff and then i would say moving forward if other people are going to stay there you should be up front with like there is a ghost cat please don't you know get rid of it i like it you know just kind of like preserve the energy of your apartment and ask them to do that and if they won't do that then they should you can't have them stay there I think that's a really healthy approach. I think it's all about communication on the front end and the back end. Right. Like make it clear there is a ghost here and also make it clear like there's a ghost here and I don't want it smudged. You know, like it's just, it's everybody's job to keep that communication up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The ghost is also crashing there. (laughs) Yes. true. I would also say to like, make sure your door is really, really locked and not just locked, but bolted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Any anytime doorknobs are being jiggled, we just we we also have to we also have to uh, prepare for it being a real person as well. Yes, especially yeah. when it happened way more often on the ground floor than it did when she moved upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Like that kind of tells on itself uh, what's happening. Yeah. yeah. More chains, but don't don't use the chain if you have roommates. That's important. Mm. Oh, right. Um, well, Hannah, I certainly hope this was helpful to you. Um, I, I, again, I think that, uh, yeah, it sounds like probably this will just work itself out. But if you want to make um, non-demonic occult attempts at getting the cat back, it should probably take the form of milk or like a little toy or just patience. Yeah. Yeah, but but buying the flowers is so sweet. I love that. I think yeah. that is a really very sweet person i also i think there's probably a really like a biological thing that happens too when you return to a home that you haven't been in for a while by bringing flowers into it mm-hmm. like i'm sure yes. that does something good um spiritually and biologically agreed i also must say that we've had an astronomical amount of hannah's reach out to us oh that's true <laughs> and it's not the same hannah i will They're say all different hannah's we've all wow. different hannah's yeah um, unless this is just like a long con of one Hannah changing an email address to get like various advice, but also the voices seem to be very different Hannahs. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, uh, um, Hallie and Allison, uh, what is something scary that's happened to you in the past couple weeks? Ooh. Ooh. Um, well, so... Okay. I go to the beach every week. I go to Jacob Reese every week and oh, spooky. and so scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that uh, what I was, th- this isn't like scary in like a spooky way, but this was like a scary experience. Um, this girl had brought her golden retriever to the beach who was wearing like a fancy life vest and was like a really good swimmer. And she was clearly training it to like, I believe be some kind of like rescue dog or some kind of water sports thing. But like, it was really cute, um, but I was out swimming and I was like out like beyond where I could touch. So I was just like swimming 
and it swam directly out to me, like towards <gasps> me. Um, oh. And then it was like, it was clearly doing the thing that it's learning how to do, which is like identifying a person who is in the water. But like, it kind of started to drown me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it like swam up to me and then like put his arms on me. But I was like, I now have to support both of our weight with oh. my, which like I'm a swimmer. So that like, I could, but I was like, oh, this is hard. And like, I could go under and like, this thing is going to try and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, it's it was so super funny. scary. And I'm not afraid, like the ocean is not scary to me. Like I, I've been a swimmer my whole life. So I was like, yeah, I, I'm not afraid of like some waves or whatever, but like a golden retriever named Austin almost took me down. I was like, do you think that, so he, the dog was, you think the dog was um, potentially being trained to drown people? Cause that's, it just, <laughs> like, this is what's happening when it tries to swim to people. It needs more training. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it needs a lot more training. But then like, as soon as he kind of like came over to me and kind of like got, you know, near me or whatever, then he like looked to the next person and just started swimming to them. And then the next person. So he was like, I don't think he knows the rescue aspect yet, um, right? <laughs> but he has figured out how to identify where a person is in the water and go directly to them uh, and then push wow. them down. <laughs> <laughs> and Howie, how about you? You know, I don't know if this was this constitutes. Well, I really haven't left my apartment in a long time, <laughs> so I don't know if this constitutes as scary. But I was kind of yelled at by the census taker that came to the door oh, because what? so so he came by. Look, we're all doing census. This is not to begrudge him. I'm sure being a census taker is a very difficult job, but so he came to the door and he, in, I was uh, working at the time. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. He said, okay, here, take this um, slip and you could do it online. So I take the slip and, but before I could do it online, I, I talked to my boyfriend, Dave, and he's like, Oh, actually I did the census at our old apartment. Um, uh, so we're already done. So don't do it again. Cause then it's fraud, you know? So I didn't do it. And then the, the census taker came back and I, I started to, I tried to apologize. He's like, well, that's not what you told me, you know? And I was like, oh, no. So I had to really get into the weeds with him. And I, was like, I'm sorry. So I gave him my new address. But he was like, it was this, and I'm sure he was just exhausted at the end of the day. But I was like, sir, I don't, I'm sorry. I, I didn't do it. And I do feel like I'm someone who ends up in a lot of those conversations with strangers, like apologizing and being like, I'm sorry, I screwed up. Like, oh, and so no. he's like, well, that's not what you told me. I'm like, I didn't, I wasn't lying. I'm trying to tell you now. It was so anywho, and then eventually he's like, okay, okay. And then he, he let me, um, he just took my old address or whatever. But um, there was that moment where I was like, boy, I've done it again, haven't I? <laughs> Being scolded by a person who has so little power is scary. That is scary. Awful, awful, awful. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm so, I, I didn't even realize that. I, 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 yeah, I guess that's what's scary is like realizing that you screwed, not realizing you screwed up and then suddenly being like, oh no, oh, like yeah. I didn't know what I had done, but he did. And he had to tell me that I had messed up. No, scolding is hell on earth. It's my least favorite thing. Oh, yeah. oh it's the worst. I, I'm still recovering from a time a manager at Blockbuster yelled at me. No. I, it like it. I, I was just a kid. I was using my mom's card to get to rent things at Blockbuster, and he was like, y- "This isn't yours. Like, you're oh not, God. you're not Joe oh. Beth Farmer." So and scary. I was just like, "I can't believe I'm being scolded by a teenager named Chad right now." But it really affected me adversely. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> also, it's like, is it everyone here with their mom's Blockbuster card? I don't know. <laughs> that's what, is, that's what this is. There are no moms here. It's all <laughs> it's all children of moms. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite movie. <laughs> Very post-apocalyptic. <laughs> oh, oh, wonderful. 
Thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been such a buzz. Thank you so much such for having us. This Thank is you so incredible. Much. And where can our gentle listeners follow you? Um, we can follow me at um, Hallie Kiefer on Twitter. And you can follow me at Allison Libby on Twitter. And then uh, look out for our podcast, Ruined, R-U-I-N-E-D. Yeah, I we truly can't wait. Um, we dropped the trailer today, and then so you can subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. And then we'll have three episodes uh, dropping on August 25th. So you'll have a whole bunch of stuff to listen to. Yeah. yeah so by the time this podcast comes out, they will be available, oh, oh, either available or almost available. Amazing. Yeah. I'm I, the truly, this, I'm, it sounds like exactly up our alley. We certainly can't wait to listen. And uh, all you gentle listeners out there, this is another great podcast you can subscribe to. But uh, until then, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe Dog. to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.